Hello and welcome to Believe in Me with Rona Barton. In this week's episode, I'm going to be chatting to you about what a good day looked like for me. This is something I would hope for on a daily basis and I'm sure you can relate to that. So let's have a look at what that meant for me at various stages of my ME. Don't forget, you can review, share and subscribe to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also sign up for my mailing list by visiting my website, ronabarton.co.uk or join my Facebook group, Believe in Me Community, by following the Facebook page at Rona Barton Coaching. Let's jump straight in. As is typical with this condition, it can vary from hour to hour, let alone day to day. With this in mind, my good days also varied depending on the stage I was at throughout the almost 10 years I lived with ME. When I think back to the beginning, those early days meant that I was also spending a lot of time trying to get to grips with my labyrinthitis as well as my ME. The constant dizziness and the need to be close to a wall or other solid structure to keep myself upright was a high priority for me. As my symptoms increased and the ME diagnosis came about, my good days became fewer. The stress of the additional ME symptoms seemed to exacerbate my labyrinthitis and there were days when even moving my head across the pillow left me with reeling nausea. Yet my head would still spin whether I moved or not and the brain fog descended. I've mentioned before that I lived with labyrinthitis for about five years and the ME then layered itself on top of this. In the first few months of the labyrinthitis-ME combo, there were very few good days. There were days that felt less bad, less awful, less exhausting, but I'm not sure I would have called them good. Certainly not then when I was in the thick of it. When I reflect on how much worse things became for me, I can look back on those early days with a bit of a clearer eye and see that things weren't as bad as I once thought. After all, there were still days when I could walk to the bathroom, brush my teeth or take a shower. Albeit, these were all done in a very wobbly fashion (laughs) and seemed to take longer and longer as time went by. For the first few months, when I was still upright and on my feet, a good day for me would include being able to get showered and dressed each day, brush my teeth, watch some TV. I couldn't have anything too loud or busy on the TV, and if I tried, I would struggle to read much more than a couple of paragraphs of a book or even a magazine. By the time I was in my wheelchair... All of those items seemed like pipe dreams. Again, it took a while to get things sorted out. My baseline activities changed quite often. I was up and down in what I could manage and it certainly wasn't an easy, straight-line trajectory to find my new normal. And I think sometimes we forget that. Finding our baseline of activity doesn't then mean all things are plain sailing from there on out. Things still fluctuated for me and there was a lot of trial and error in finding out what worked. 
Just because you know what you can manage in a day without knocking yourself back doesn't mean that everything else will neatly fall into place. I highly recommend working out your baseline activity on a regular basis. And by that I don't mean each week. You have to give yourself a chance to implement your baseline and stick with it for a while to see if it works. I would revisit mine every six months or so, more often if my baseline ended up knocking me backwards. What I mean by that is I would work out my baseline activities on, say, a Monday, and I would carry out those activities. And the impact of those wouldn't hit me until maybe the Wednesday. I always had about a two-day delay. Knowing that meant that I could factor it into my weekly activities. Only after figuring this out and then trying to find my absolute maximum capacity in a week could I begin to make small changes to my activity levels. Again, I want to stress that just because I had this little tiny bit figured out didn't mean that I suddenly became well or was able to do quote normal unquote things again. I still slipped up. I still had bad days. I added an extra activity and would be knocked back down again because at that point in time it was just too much for me to deal with. I would then spend time working out my baseline again, resetting it and having another go. Part of the additional consideration when I moved to my wheelchair was thinking about the extra energy I would need to push myself about. Even if it was just from the bathroom to the kitchen across the hall. Not only that, but I had to think about getting myself into and out of the wheelchair. Also, How would I carry anything if I was going to set myself up for the day on the sofa? And what if I needed to make more than one trip to get the things I wanted throughout the day? All of this meant I had to think about reducing what had been my baseline activity so that I could find a new normal for me. There were days when it felt like I was making no progress at all. Once I had established my new activity levels, I was again able to put in some careful planning and practice for a few weeks to ensure I had plateaued. There was nothing that was knocking me back based on this new baseline. By sticking to this new setup of things, I was able to add in an extra half hour of a TV show or even spend a few minutes with my cross-stitch sewing. Over the years, there was a juggling act between building my baseline activity to include short trips out, factoring in specific rest, and still planning in some fun things, you know, things such as reading, spending time in an online chat room with other ME friends. Now that might sound strange, but there could be some of you out there who, like me, were around before social media was really a thing. So we didn't really have a chance to deal with sending text messages or putting time into watching an Instagram reel. I had to plan in sitting at a computer, at a desktop, there were no laptops or tablet devices, 
I had to wait for the dial-up internet connection to let me online. Yep, I know, I'm showing my age. Then I had to log in to the online chat service and see who was around and was available to chat. Then I had to consider the actual chatting time, the typing of messages, reading of messages, replying to them, and recognising when I'd have to be winding up any conversation so that I could log out, disconnect from the internet because we wanted our phone line back for any telephone calls and getting myself back to the sofa or my bed or just into my wheelchair. Now, as time went on and I moved out of my wheelchair and onto elbow crutches, a good day for me changed. And that could include a visit and even an overnight stay with my dad and my other mother. But this also meant two extra things for me to consider. The first being plenty of cuddles and entertainment from the dogs. And the second, I could have a go at my own Olympic sport of sorts. I called it stair skiing. So let me explain. At my dad and other mother's house, there are 22 stairs. And I would climb up them at night, usually by sitting down and going backwards up um, from my bottom. But in the morning, I'd prefer to take the easy sit and slide option. The dogs would love it too as they looked upon it as a game. I would sit on the top step, tuck an elbow crutch under each arm so they were lifted off the floor, lift my toes towards the ceiling so that my heels did not hit each step, lean forward slightly and start to slide down the stairs. Love gravity at that point. With enough practice, I even managed to master the return corner towards the bottom without crashing into a wall and without ending up in a heap on the floor. Probably wasn't great for the carpet on the stairs, but it was good fun for me and it kept the dogs entertained. I became more active when I moved to my elbow crutches and thanks to them and the wheelchair, I actually had some decent upper body strength. I had a bit of a party trick for my extra good days that involved me balancing on my elbow crutches and lifting my legs up so they were almost 90 degrees parallel to the ground. It was quite the showstopper if I do say so myself. As you'll have gathered from today's topic, the more mobile I became, the more I wanted to push myself and add in activities. Obviously, I've chatted about the good days and the sort of fun things that I took to doing when I could. But that doesn't mean that this was my life every single day. I still had times when I overdid things. I would have to cancel my plans, cancel appointments or even visits until I was back to what was my normal baseline level. The good news for me was that over time, the amount of time I needed to recover back to my normal became less. I was able to watch a film and follow the plot. I could read for longer periods of time. I could write a letter to my pen pal in one sitting. I still revisited my baseline activity levels and reviewed what I was capable of doing on a daily basis. And it was trial and error 
But once I started paying attention and I started listening to what I needed, and okay, I won't lie, I would often be reminded by my parents when I was getting carried away, but I could see some progress. So here are some things I would like you to take away from today. The first one being, I really do recommend working out your baseline activity if you haven't already. Ask for some help if you need it, but I would recommend putting it down on paper so you have something to refer to. Keep in mind that once you work it out, that doesn't mean it won't change in future. And that's number two. The change may be for the better or it may be for the worse, but because you've got it written down, you can compare what you've been doing and you can see if there are any patterns forming. Number three, please don't give up. Little things can mean a lot. For me, some of that meant just being able to brush my teeth every day. That felt like a huge achievement when it became part of my everyday normal. And number four, give yourself credit for what you're able to do now, no matter what it is. So that's it for today, everybody. I've touched on my experiences of what was a good day for me. In doing so, I've chatted about what that looked like when I was first ill, how it changed, both good and bad, um, as my ME and my energy levels changed. I've also spoken about how this fluctuated for me even as I was learning to walk again. This, as we know, is the nature of the condition. So thank you for listening. Please review, share and follow Believe in Me with Rona Barton via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. Remember, you can sign up for my mailing list by visiting my website at ronabarton.co.uk and my Facebook group Believe in Me community can be found by searching for at Rona Barton Coaching on Facebook. I really hope today is a good day for you and I'll be back next week. Bye for now. Thank you.